Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All right, guys. Welcome back to Hot Rods and Happy Hour. I love how everybody jumps when I do that. It just puts joy in my heart. Well, Rob Pitts, you give us all heart attacks here. You're welcome. <laughs> so, Odd Rod. Jump stop my heart. <laughs> so, Odd Rod. What's up? You're telling us about your newest purchase. Yeah, my Indy Pace car. Your Let's clarify that Indy Pace car, because I love how you love to drop that line first. It's kind of like saying, hey, my sister, yeah, she's real nice. Well, it's kind of like my SS sitting outside. Exactly. You're that guy. <laughs> it's a pickup truck. Well, let me tell you something, Rob. When you pay the extra money, because a Delta 88, what do they go for? Like 500 bucks. Well, I assure you I didn't pay $500 for this one. So when you pay the money to get the name, yeah, I'm name dropping. <laughs> Somebody asked me what I drive. I drive a Malibu. Malibu SS. Anyhow. Anyway. All right. Your so 1977 back. Oldsmobile Delta 88 Indy Pace car. That's a mouthful of names for a car, actually. Royale. Proceed. <laughs> With cheese. Anyhow. Um, okay. So the Indy Pace car. We already talked about its paint scheme, silver and black, blah, blah, blah. All that cool stuff. It's got the aluminum hood. That's cool. Under that aluminum hood... So it's the L80 403 Rocket V8 engine, the 6.6 liter, as you well know it in the Trans Am. The worst performing years Trans Am's ever. Well, thank you for that, Rob. You're thank welcome. You. I'm that guy. Thank you for that. I'm that guy. Be like... Well, it's probably the best performing year for a nosemobile. <laughs> <laughs> They're not twinkling, Clark. Well, you... <laughs> Why, why are you hating? Why are you hating on my 403? I love aggravating you, Audra. <laughs> I'm going to tell you something. That thing could have a Keith Black Hemi in it, and I would still make fun of it. <laughs> that would be interesting. Actually, that would be kind of bad. <laughs> that would be that would be blasphemy. But, like, bad in a good way. Yeah, like, good bad. Yeah, like, like the, what's the kids say now? That's sick. That's sick. Man, that's sick. I think it'd be sick. I think it'd be, I think it'd be dead. <laughs> All right, so you got the 403 Rocket V8 engine under the hood. That's cool. You got the code number N72 red sports wheel, which is basically your normal cutlass wheels painted red. <laughs> There's no more to that than that. Just red cutlass wheels um, <laughs> with the same center cap and everything. <laughs> uh, you get the uh, QZP special GR70-15 silhouette raised white letter tires. I'm telling you. Special to the car. And actually, the... Uh, in mine. They're black, they're round, they have white letters on them. Exactly. They're also special to pickup trucks, too, but you know. Yeah, well, in, in mine, the original spare is still in the trunk, so that's pretty cool. Um, also, a great thing to look for if you're buying a classic car is for things like that, you know, to have the original tires on it. You know, that actually adds to the value of a collector's car. So, just a little tidbit of information. 
Uh, it's got the N34 sport steering wheel. Which Probably was, the coolest thing on this car. I have to agree. The steering wheel on this car is by far the coolest thing in this car. And it was also available in the Hearst Oldsmobiles. Yeah, I've seen it a lot. This is actually the same steering wheel. If it's not the same, it's very, very close to what you've seen in the like 68, 69, 70, 71, 72 Cutlass as sport wheels. Yes. Yep. It's a, I mean, it's a cool steering wheel. The steering wheel does not even really match the car. No, it does not at all. But the steering wheel is probably the iconic piece of this car. Yeah, I love the steering wheel. It's, I mean, it's a great piece. Um, as a matter of fact, I when I went to look at the car, if it didn't have that steering wheel in it, I wasn't going to buy it. I'll just go ahead and let you know. You wouldn't put a chain steering wheel there in its place? No, 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 not at all. All right, so you also got the D35 body-colored sports mirrors. That was a, a package option, uh, which they're just painted silver. Nothing special there. But it's cool. I think, what, most of them come, like, black or something like that. So they actually have them silver painted, and that's pretty cool. All right, so on this car, there were two paint codes for the car, 13-13 and 13-BB. 13-BB gave you a vinyl top. Mine actually does not have a vinyl top, so it's just a 13-13. Now, there were two trim codes that were also available for the interior. Code 45, which gave you a standard bench seat, and then there was code 65, which was a split bench seat, which I have. I would like to think, and I want someone to run some numbers on this or find where I can run some numbers on this, but I would like to think that gives a little bit of added rarity being the split bench seat. Uh, I'd say the other way around. I think the straight bench seat would be, because that was a very popular thing. I mean, you got to think about how do you get in the back. Yeah, I mean, you're right. Which the seat's just, I mean, you simply just pull them forward. Exactly, but I mean, if it's a straight bench seat, the whole thing has to come up. Which, I mean, is not uncommon for times back then when you had two-door cars. But anyhow, option W43, which my car is not, so option W43 came with the uh, Pace Car decal package, and it was an extra $40, and that included the two-door decals and the two-cell panel Indy Track decals. This is interesting because, well, the dealership would install these decals for you, but a lot of people did not want them, so they would just leave them in the trunk. So a lot of people bought a W43 car and never had the decals installed. Mine didn't come with decals at all. So that tells you right there that somebody just didn't want them. Keep your stickers. Keep your stickers. Now, I do plan on doing something to add those back. I don't know if they'll be decals or not, but just uh, just a little plans in the future. You just want to you want to pop that Andy Pace car. You want to floss. Yeah, I, I just got to let people know because otherwise no one even knows what it is. <laughs> you you have a two-tone grandma car. Yeah, a two-tone, two-door grandma car. And that's, yeah, it's, and that's what it looks like. Um, now, like I said earlier uh, in the last segment, 77 was a big year for both Indy and for Oldsmobile. 77 was the first year that a driver broke the 200-mile-an-hour mark and was also the first year for a female competitor driver. That's exciting stuff. Well, I mean, that's I mean, that's big news. The two hundred mile an hour mark, especially. <laughs> well, you got to think that's pretty impressive for nineteen seventy seven. Exactly. So, I mean, going around Indy two hundred miles an hour, yeah, that was a big mile marker. And then, like I said, the, you know, the seventy seven Delta eighty eight was a total re engineered and redesigned to achieve greater efficiency, and it featured a chassis and body that was nearly a foot shorter and a seven hundred pounds lighter than previous models. So this is a big deal. This car was actually pretty innovative for 77. I mean, catching the 403 under the hood, which was also 
it was available in certain sports uh, packages. Then it was available in the Hearst package. You could get, you could get the 403. But uh, what, know, what engine came stock in a Delta 88 Royale? Uh, if I'm not mistaken, it would be the 307. So you had a small block and a big block option. Right. Which I think, on technicality, the 403 is still a small block on technicality, but it's a corporate big block. It really is. But, I mean, it's still all around a cool car. Yeah, I mean, it is a cool car. I, the first time I saw it, I was like, eh, but after hearing some I had of your the plans. Sa- I had the same reservations, but don't after worry. Your, but then you went and bought it. That's what I don't get. But, no, but I mean, it grows on And I can see, after you told me your plans... And I think it's going to be cool. And I'm going to give you that. Well, and I'll I'll just tell you why I bought this car. I fear with cars like this, people won't do their homework and really research what they're buying. And they'll just say, oh, cool, this is a cheaper car. I can go buy this, and it's cool looking. And they'll ruin it. They won't treat it like it should. This car's got 36,000 original miles. Actually, to be exact, 36,201 original miles. So, I mean... I think someone needs to take care and preserve cars like this. Well, I'm with you. I mean, I'm going to tell you something. You know, the 70s gets crapped on a lot. Oh, yeah. And honestly, in terms of performance, in terms of looks, in terms of, I mean, every aspect you can think of when you're going out and looking for that right car, this thing's ugly. It's lacking in power. It has all the emissions control crap on it that you do not want. I mean, it's got every strike you can think of going against it. But it's such a rare car. It's such a you know well optioned car that it's a shame to let someone just waste it away or let it just sit and rot. It really is. I mean, that's a forty year old car. It's a forty year old Oldsmobile. It's a forty year old Oldsmobile. A forty year old Oddmobile. Oddmobile. I tell you, and I, and I like it, and I think I think it's going to be a fun one. Yeah, it should be a good car, and it should definitely be a good head turner. I'm looking forward to digging. Digging into it a little bit deeper, you know. I want to talk you into hot rodding it a little bit. It, it needs it just a hair. It, it does. It really does. You know what I'm saying. You know, bring it down. You know, change the, al- change, change the altitude, just the attitude. You know what I'm saying. Bring Absolutely. it down in this atmosphere. All right, guys. Well, I'm not going to be able to afford all that if we don't pay some bills. You're killing me, Hot Rod. We get we get in a good Hot Rod BSing session, and then you want to start wanting to pay bills. I, I can't have it. The man is the man. All right, guys, you've been listening to Hot Rods and Happy Hour. Right here on 106.3 WORD. All right, guys, welcome back to Hot Rods and Happy Hour. Now, Hot Rod, we got, you know, you've been drilling these people all about this Andy Pace car stuff and telling them all about Oldsmobiles and Delta 88s and rarities and all that stuff. So that got me doing a little research. Cause I'm oh, like, yeah, that car, I'm, that car I, had a posi rear end in it, too. I'm just saying. I mean, it's, it's cool. It is, it is cool. That is cool. It spins two tires. Yeah. It goes, Rawr. Well, not quite, but yeah. Anyhow, all right, so you've been doing research. I've been doing a little research, and it, you know, it got me thinking, you know, about pace cars, because, I mean, it's a Delta 88 pace car. So I came across a story from our friends at Jalopnik. Oh, good old people at Jalopnik. And, you know, I kind of read from it a little bit, and I kind of took bits and pieces from it. And the title of this story is the... 10 worst indie cars of all time. Now, see, what Jalopnik did... Indie pace cars of all time. They took their list, and they compiled a list in no particular order. So what we've done is compile this list in a proper order from 10 to 1, and I think we nailed it. I think so. The 10 don't even deserve to be on the list. No, 10 don't deserve to be on the list, and this is why, in fact, they come in 10. So it's the best of the worst, if you will. So let's kick it off. Number 10. 
Well, I mean, there's so many funny things about it. Uh, it's a 71 Dodge Challenger convertible. You're like, what's wrong with that? That's a great pace car. That's a great, and it was it, a great pace car. <laughs> it, it was a great pace car. Yeah, keyword being was there. Um, the car was being driven by a guy named Eldon Palmer. He was a local car dealer right there in Indianapolis, and uh, he was driving the car. I tell you, I'm trying to think. Who's the guy, first man on the moon? Oh, uh, Neil, uh, not Neil Armstrong. Uh, yeah, it is Neil Dad's, Armstrong. Yeah, it's not Lance. It's Neil Armstrong. John Glenn, the next guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. John Glenn was in the car with him. Okay. So. So, moon number two guy. Yeah. Well, no, that was Buzz, that was Buzz Aldrin was number two. But anyway, astronaut John Glenn. Right. There we go. All right. There you go. So, anyway, he was in the car with him, and they're going through the pits. And I don't know if something happens. You know, maybe somebody forgot their meds. All right. So, we're in, we're in pit lane. We're in pit lane, 1971, Indianapolis 500. He takes off wide open and hits the media stand. Now, how does this happen? Injures 20 people. Nobody got killed. How does this happen? I have no idea how that happened. That's insane, though. And there's actually videos of this, guys. You can YouTube it. In pit lane, and he takes off the media stand. And I'm talking about never touched a brake. Wow. Well, I I guarantee you this helped this guy's uh, used car or car business. Well, I mean, you got to think about it. So I'm sure he was a Chrysler dealer or some kind or something like that. He was probably the laughing stock of Indy for a long time. Yeah, I guarantee it. Well, 20 people did get injured I, in that. I, well, and I'll tell you another interesting Indy thing that a lot of people don't know about. You know, every Indianapolis 500 from, I think, 1971, maybe it was, all, it was right there around the time of this Dodge Challenger, they sang a song. Mm-hmm. What's it, Indianapolis, my home, or something like that? Right. Or, Right. Something like that. And it was sung by Jim Neighbors, Gomer really? Powell. Really? But, I mean, the thing is, you know, he's a, he's a real famous singer and all that good stuff. But the thing is, he's from Alabama, which is really crazy. It is really crazy. It's but he sang it every year, all the way up to like, a, I think, a year or two ago. Well, golly. <laughs> Gosh, Andy. Uh, that's interesting. All right. So, number 10 spot, 1971 Dodge Challenger. Let's move to number nine. The 1938 Hudson 112. Now, the Hudson 112 was called the 112 due to its wheelbase. It was 112 inches long. And could be bought for new for $654. And let me tell you something. If you can buy a car for $648, yeah, $54. Well, you got to think about it. It's got to be a great one. Well, no, 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 no. It's a great car. I mean, you got to think about it's 1938. $648 is like... Sixteen thousand dollars today. I mean, it really is. You got to think of inflation. I mean, gas was a nickel a gallon. So the thirty-eight Hudson. I'm just imagining that's not a very fast car. It's not a fast car. It's got a zero to sixty in about the half minute mark. (laughs) Now keep in mind, this is nineteen thirty-eight. I mean, Chevrolet didn't have much going for them. All they had was the Blue Flame Six. Right. You know, two hundred sixteen cubic inches. Ford had the Flathead, which was. I mean, it's a V8, but it's in stock form. It's a joke. And well, that's I mean, probably the best thing on the market from the factory at that it's point. It's 85 time. horsepower, right? I mean, you know, which the, is the equivalent of a new Volkswagen Beetle, by the way. I mean, it's it's horrible. A new Beetle, well, not, not a new no, one, a, a, an old school Beetle. Well, yeah. old school Beetle about 60 horse, but still beside the point. The uh, I mean, but this thing was this, it was a pig, it was it was <laughs> slow even for these cars. Um, I mean, you know, the, the, the Blue Flame 6 and the Vlad boat, they would hit 100 mile an hour. You know, this thing wouldn't. The Hudson. Uh, yeah, the Hudson, so much. Hudson would never do it. So, the, and it was a very point. If you ever look up a 1938 Hudson Indy Pace car, it's a very bland car. It was like yeah, a, there's it was nothing a, special about it. Well, it was a pale yellow car. I mean, it was like vanilla ice cream. 
Yeah, it was all right. It's all right. It'd do if you didn't have anything else. I mean, it, it was all right. I mean, but I mean, of all things, I mean, it's, it's a Hudson. And I mean, I'm not talking about the fabulous Hudson Hornet. No, this is a Hudson 112. Yeah, this is years before that, and I assure you. All right, so number nine spot filled up by the 1938 Hudson 112. Moving on to number eight. The 2003 Chevrolet SSR truck. Yeah, now this is, I have a problem with. Now, I do, I understand. It's a truck. It's not a pace car. I get that. This is where I have a problem. These things are pretty cool. They're okay. I mean, you got, they come with what? Was it LS2 or was it just a 5.3? These were 5.3s. 5.3, but still. 5.3s. I mean, threes. I a mean, lot of motor cool. for a little truck. Well, they got the they got the wood bed in them. I mean, they're a cruiser. It's not a pickup truck. I mean, yeah. it's just something to ride around in. But, you know, it's a little roadster truck and all that stuff. But, on the other hand, it's not a pace vehicle to me. It's not a performance vehicle. It's a pickup truck. And I'll be honest with you, it looked like a damn great with chrome wheels riding around the track. Well, I mean, this is purple. this is a two-way street. And this is why we placed at number eight is because, yeah, it's not a pace car. It's not a fast car. And this isn't the first time but, I do something dumb like this. No, it's not. But... It's a very small truck with a rather large engine in it that will get down the road pretty quick. And these things are pretty cool in and of themselves. Well, all these Indy Pace cars are also turned up to keep up at the track. Exactly. So, I mean, it kind of breaks my heart to see an SSR make this list. And that's why it came in at number eight. Well, this is my thing. If the SSRs were so great, why aren't they still making them? Exactly. Eh, well, I don't know. Jim's got good. Uh, Jim does a good job at building a really nice car and then stop producing it. They're really good at that, sadly. So anyhow, our number eight spot is fulfilled by the 2003 Chevy SSR. I tell you what, Oddrod. Next up on this list, number seven. Something's wrong. I demand a recount on this, but number seven is the 1986 Corvette. See, I agree with this because a 1986 Chevy Corvette sucks. It's good for suspension parts. The end. You kill me. Now, in 1986, yeah, yeah, that's okay. There's so many firsts with this car, but I tell you what, before we get into graphic detail on this, on, on the 86 Chevrolet Corvette and why it would be a good pace car. See, no, 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 this thing's a horrible pace car. Well, we're, well I'll tell you what, we're going to discuss it later, guys, and we'll let, we'll, let the, we'll let the listeners be the judge. Okay, all right, all right. All right, we'll let the listeners be the judge, Rob, but I have a feeling most common-thinking people are going to have to agree with me on this one. I want to tell you something. There's nothing common in Odd Rod that go hand-in-hand. All right, well, I'll tell you what. Let's pay some bills, and let's come back around to this. I think we do. I think we need to do this. Okay. I'm getting a little heated over here. All right, go on. All right, guys, you're listening to Hot Rods and Happy Hour. Right here on 106.3 WORD. All right, guys, welcome to Hot Rods and Happy Hour. This is Rob Pitts. Hot Rod! What's going on, sir? We were talking. We were discussing. We were getting heated. We were. We were getting angered. We are talking about the 10 worst Indianapolis 500 pace cars. And we're stuck on number 7. Yeah, we are. And that would happen to be a 1986 Corvette. Wah, I'm telling Boring. you. Boring. Coming from a man. That drives a 91 Capri station wagon and calls it a hot rod. Well, when it's making 550 horsepower, they typically do call them hot rods, yes. Where's these numbers at? Where's this horsepower? Hmm. Where is said car? <laughs> it's currently at the Mustang shop, but we won't talk about that right now. Let's talk about this Corvette. 
Speak easy. <laughs> All right. So we got a 1986 Chevrolet Corvette. Now, why would a 1986 Chevrolet Corvette not be a good pace car? Uh, I can debunk anything you in say. In terms of drivability, it actually would be because the suspension under these cars is great. In terms of Corvette, if they could, well, and, you know, honestly, this is a new car, so you got to keep that in mind. But these cars are garbage, man. What was garbage about an 86 Corvette? How about the, you know, the engine? The L98 small block. Yeah. Was garbage. I think so. See, this is. This think, was, this was like one of the old. worst Corvettes ever made. Really? I yeah, I, I would say so. Have you ever owned one of these cars? No, but I've seen them, plenty of them. Yeah, you have because they sold a lot of them because they were very popular. And I'll tell you something else: the L ninety eight small block that you speak of is the same Gen one small block that the nineteen fifty five two sixty five started from. It's a basic small block with a fuel injection setup. Is the only thing in the L ninety eight? It was a horrible fuel injection setup. TPI cross ram was horrid. Yeah, I will give you that. The eighty fours. Trash. Tune port injection came a long way. Leaps and strides. One of the best. Look what Ford had in 1986. And I'll give you that. Ford I'll give you that it came Ford, a long way. But Ford still. had two injectors that leaked somewhat the same way in a hole. That's what they <laughs> called fuel injection in 1986. Chevrolet had nine fuel injectors. Do you know why the tune port had nine fuel injectors in it? Why was that? Because the car had somewhat of a rough idle. And GM actually put the ninth injector in there to actually even that car out. What does that tell you? If the car from the factory had a rough idle and they had to repair it no. by throwing more parts when to they it. Were, when they were developing it, they put a ninth injector in Why it. Why did they just not fix the rough idle issue in developing? It was 1985. There's your problem. No. And also, I'll tell you something else very, very cool about these cars. See, I'm a big C4 Corvette fan. I, I know like you the are. Cars. I know you are. Not only, I mean, you got to think about it. People are still using all the suspension components to this day. And like I said, the Brakes. suspension under these cars is great. There Brakes, is, suspension, no the digital dash. Do you know it was originally designed for the U.S. military? I actually do know that one. That's a very, very cool thing. These cars are way ahead of their time, way ahead of the curve. Down on power just a little bit. you got to think, 1986, that was 215 horsepower. But there was nothing else even close to it in 1986. I'm just thinking there there's something cooler than the Miami Vice special. That's all I'm saying. It's not a Miami. They didn't even have a car like that on Miami Vice. I thought they had a. a so that's what you get for thinking. Well, whatever. Listen here, listen here, Oldsmobile boy. I'm talking about. And, okay, all right. We're talking about band cars. <laughs> Hang on. Te technically speaking, wasn't the uh, well, kit it car? Well, it was a Corvette kit car. <laughs> yes. But you know what I'm saying. On technicality, I am right. But, but it was even the wrong generation. It was a third-gen vet. So, <laughs> but this is the thing you got to think about, about the C4 Corvette. I mean, now, I will say the C4 vet did pave the way for you know your LS-powered yeah, well, And that's the thing. So, it did pave the way. So many people talk trash about C4 Corvette. Oh, I wouldn't have a C4 vet. Well, I want to tell you something, brother. If it went for a C4 vet, you wouldn't have your five, six, and seven. You wouldn't have any of these new vets. Yeah, I'm with you there. All it right. paved the way. All right, let's bury this. Number seven was the 86 Corvette. Moving on to number also, six. Also, one other thing about the 86 Corvette that made it very special. Do you know why they chose it to be a pace car in 1986? Why did they choose it? Because this body style came out in 84. Right. They chose, it was the first year for the convertible in uh -huh. a Corvette since 1975. That's a good reason, then. All right, moving on. Number six. I think we both can agree on this one. A 1984 Pontiac Fiero. I'm going to tell you something. This is the car that should have never happened. Yeah. Yep. Shouldn't have happened. It's like a Trans Am and a Saturn. 
had a baby. That is a, a very, very accurate well, description. Well, you think about it. A Fiero and a Saturn have a lot in common. You say, Rob, what does a mid-engine Pontiac from the 80s have to do with 90s, you know, cars? Well, they look a lot alike. Bolt-on body panels. Mm-hmm. Quarter panels, everything bolted on. That's a big thing with the uh, with the Fieros, with the kit car guys, because they were so easily could be rebodied. So that's the reason probably two-thirds of every Fieros that are on the road is a fake Lamborghini Countach now. <laughs> All right, so number Drastic six. Drastic improvement. Yeah. Number six, taken up by the 84 Pontiac Fiero. But, but this is another thing, too. Whoa, 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 whoa. Why are you getting in such a hurry? Well, I hate a Fiero. I do, too. But I'll tell you another thing that's bad about it. It was actually a four-cylinder Fiero. You know, what even the V6 Fiero. So it wasn't a GT? No. No, no, no. This was just a Fiero, a four-cylinder Fiero. This is the thing that's crazy about that car. It had 140 horsepower. I mean, this thing was inside. I mean, it barely. It would probably barely run 115 mile an hour on the track. Yeah, that's terrible. But and uh, it was a horrible car. It was a horrible car. But I tell you what else is cool though. They had track vehicles. They did a. Uh, they did the S15 Jimmy, which a blazer, and they did the truck, the S15, you know, Sonoma or S10. But it had the Pontiac wheels on them and all that stuff. That was kind of neat. And they were all painted the same way, like white with these silver, bedazzled stripes. <laughs> But I mean, I mean, it, it was a cool look, but the Fiero was just weak. Yeah. Why didn't they use a TA and just be done with it? Exactly. All right, so we're gonna bury number six there, the '84 Pontiac Fiero. Moving on to number five, I think we also can agree on this one: the 1999 Chevrolet Monte Carlo. Well, the thing about a Chevrolet Monte Carlo, especially these early '90s cars, I mean, it's not a bad looking car. It's a front wheel drive uh, this, V6. This thing is a glorified Chevy Lumina, more or less. I mean, honestly. 3,800, yeah, they weren't bad motors for a front-wheel drive setup. They really were You know, weren't. I figured this would not have been a supercharged car, and it didn't say it was. So you think, or you think they would have said it if it was a supercharged yeah, car. Yeah, you would think they would have said it, because some of them did come supercharged. Yeah, the 3,800, no, 3,800, you know, supercharged V6, those are bad, bad news. I mean, those cars would run. They will sneak up on you. They yeah. really will. I mean, I had a GTP that was a shocker. I love that thing. But, I mean, honestly, in 99, you could have done something better than one of these cars. Now... Mind you, well, keep in mind, that body style was relatively new. Yeah. It really was. Well, in 98, they had the C5 vet. Yeah. The, the real wild purple vet with the yellow wheels. Right. And, th- and that was cool. That was a very cool pace car. And then they go to the Monte Crapo. Yeah, exactly. Now, so even if they were later, what, later around, what, 03 or so when the Monte Carlo well, Did was, the 5.3? Yeah, was outfitted with the LS5, I think they called it, or LS4, wherever it was. That was cool. V8 front-wheel drive, that was awesome. I don't know why they went with this. But anyhow, we're going to lay to rest our number five spot, the 99 Chevy Monte Carlo. Moving on to number four. Eh, this one I could go either way with, but a 91 Dodge Stealth or a Mitsubishi 3000 GT. That's No, no, it's not RA. It is a Mitsubishi <laughs> yeah. 3000 GT. Yeah, with Dodge with, badges on with, it. With goat stickers on it, more or less. This car, a cool car, but you're talking about a four-cylinder car. Um, I mean, I don't know. I'm just not sold on it. Well, this is it wasn't a four cylinder car. It was a V6. Was um, it? Were they V6? It was a three liter V6. Some um, of them came four cylinder. No, no, no. They were all three liter V6s. Okay, all right. Um, School me. Actually, See how much I, you care about them. Well, no, no. I actually owned one. Oh, and, did you? And it was a uh, and it was a Dodge Stealth, and it was and it you know, pretty much lived up to the Mitsubishi name. Leaks oil everywhere. Junk. Yeah, <laughs> garbage. They uh, I mean, the, the thing about it, the 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 bothers me about this is the legacy of Indy 500 cars through the years. I mean, you had Hudson's and Studebaker's and 
Chevrolets and Buicks and Oldsmobiles and Fords and all this stuff. Right. And then you have Dodge coming out. Here, here's what we want you to use. A rebadged Mitsubishi. Yeah, see, I have a problem with that. I mean, golly. You know, and not to say there's anything wrong with, you know, a foreign car being used in the Indy 500. I don't have a problem with that at all. But you're you're rehashing a foreign car and feeding it up it's as not, this American it's not, exactly, performance. Exactly, exactly. It's like the Dodge Stealth. Well, no, it, it's the Mitsubishi 3000 GT. Exactly. I mean, you're rehashing something and, well, and feeding and, it to and us. And Dodge was horrible about that. That was the Dodge Mitsu years, you know, where they, like like the like the 2.7 V6s. And the 3.5 V6, they ended up in the Prowler. Yeah. Those were all Mitsu motors. Yeah, and see, I just I have a huge problem with that, man. You know, and and these these are so common. We even talked about these a while back with the mini trucks. It was so common for this to be done with. You know, you have your uh, Ford Ranger and then your Mazda B three thousand. Well, like like in these years, like when this was hot with stealth, it was the Dodge D fifty, which was a Mitsubishi Mighty Max pickup truck. Exactly. And I mean, I just I have a real problem with this. I mean, don't Dodge if you don't send your best to the line, don't rehash a foreign car and send that over. Well, you would have thought they would have brought the Viper out. You they, would think. But, but the and, Viper, and now the Viper did get used as an Indy Pace car later on. It did. On. It did. Well, the Viper didn't make production on 94, but I think the Viper actually came out, what, two or three? I think the next year it was the Viper. Yeah. And uh, see, now that's 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 shooting with both barrels of blazing. You know what I'm saying? That was That's impressive. Rolling out with a 3000 GT. Eh. Yeah. I just, it broke my heart. And that's why it landed our number four spot, the 91 Dodge Stealth. All right, guys, if you want to listen to hear these uh, top three of what we hated as the Indy Pace Cars, you're going to have to stay tuned to Hot Rods and Happy Hour. Right here on 106.3 WORD. All right, guys, you're listening to Hot Rods and Happy Hour right here on 106.3 WRD. This is Rob Pitts on Rod. What's going on? You didn't yell at me that time. It's so great. I just came in all nice and smooth. Yeah, it was like smooth jazz. That's right. I tell you what, we got, we're got. we talking about the worst indie pace cars of all time. Yeah. And, you've, and you and Jalopnik have compiled this list, and I've already found one that does not need to belong on here. And I found one because I've been reading ahead on you a little bit that needs to be on this list. It's not there. And I want to throw it out there to you. It's a little wild card. All right, let me first, before you throw out your wild card, let's recap this top ten list of where we're at right now. All right, coming in the number ten spot, you have the 71 Dodge Challenger. Which it wasn't a bad car. It's just a bad memory. Exactly. Number nine is a 1938 Hudson 112. Slow. Come, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Number eight is the 2003 Chevy SSR, which breaks my heart to see it on this list. Number seven is a 1986 Corvette, which I believe breaks your heart. It does. I mean, those are great cars. All right. Number six, I think we both agree on, is the 1984 Pontiac Fiero. Number five is the 1999 Chevy Monte Carlo, which I think we also both agree on. And number four, which we very well agree on, is the 91 Dodge Stealth, or... 3,000 GT. Exactly. All right, so you have a wild card that you want to throw into the It's not the even on this list because you got to keep in mind, I mean, they've had tons. What was it? We're in the 80s now as far as how many years the Indy's been going on? It started on? 1911. 1911, so, yeah, so we're God. in the 90s. No, 1911. We're in the hundreds. <laughs> but you see where I'm getting There's yeah. a lot of these cars. Yes. But there was a year or two, and I don't think it ran, but you know what I'm saying. Anyhow. A lot. Right. So this is the thing you got to think about here. 
How about the 1985? I'll pick up your telephone and type this in. The right. 1985 Oldsmobile Calais Indy Pace Car. 1985 Oldsmobile. See, we're picking on Oldsmobile here, and I just talk, talk one up. So you see it right there on your smartphone. Right. I got it pulled up. I'll tell you what. That was an Indy Pace, Pace car in 1985, and you want to talk treasure about an 86 Corvette? <laughs> now, keep in mind, a Calais is basically a Pontiac Grand Am. You know, GM was really big on rebody, rebrand cars. Um, you know, I mean, they, I mean you know, they had the Pontiac version, they had the Buick version, yada, yada, well, yada. This thing basically became the Cavalier, right? Mm, no. No, the Cavalier was a little different platform. Um, uh, either way, it's terrible. <laughs> it's horrid. But actually, you know what? I think you're right. I think it did. I think it was the Cavalier. Yeah, I think, I think it, it might looks Cavalier. I know the Pontiac Grand Am and the, and the Oldsmobile Calais were the were cousins. Gotcha. Um, this is the thing that's crazy. That that was an Indy Pace car. We're talking about a four cylinder, front wheel drive, Oldsmobile Calais. I mean, that's just it's. And everybody's like, well, what? it's the car that everybody's girlfriend had in high school. Pretty much. That's either, pretty they, much. either she had the Oldsmobile or she had the Pontiac Grand Am. One of the two. Pretty much. Or some rendition of that. And, I mean, why this car didn't make the list? Somebody was asleep at the wheel. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what did make the list. And coming out of number three spot is a very, very close cousin. And that is the 1997 Oldsmobile Aurora. It's like things like this make me want to give up the hobby. <laughs> this is bad. You're calling this car. Guys, please go on Google and Google. Google a 97 <laughs> Oldsmobile Aurora Indy Pace car. It looks like a bar of soap with gold stickers on it. This thing is absolutely, I mean, it's, it's atrocious. It, and they. But of it. all the cars that GM had 97 to use, I they mean, used God, I'm that. 97 was the first year for an LS vet, you know, a C5 vet. Why not use that? Well, it did in 98. Yeah, but still, I mean, why not use the, this thing is atrocious, guys. I mean, it's like a it's like a rough cousin to the Monte Carlo has a bad night with the it's stretched out. It's crazy with Illumina. Yeah, it's like a Monte, and, I mean, Monte Carlo in the, the a The cool loved, thing about those little roars though, a little side note on these cars, they actually had their own version of the North Star. It was a smaller version of the North Star V8 that was in the Cadillacs. Right. It was a 4 liter. In the Oldsmobiles, and that, and it, that was a good engine. I, and I'm a big North Star fan. I mean, I think North Star's kind of got a bad rap. At least they did chop the top off it. <laughs> well, I mean, they did that with a lot of them. They cut the top out of the Oldsmobile that you had. Yeah, they made know? the target top of it. But it's you know what I'm saying. It's not. A, it's a four door car. It's but not. A pace you know what? Car. Who went down to the dealership and said, "You know what, honey? It's 1997. You know, my Microsoft stock has really taken off this year." And I want to buy us a new car. I'm feeling a little sporty. Let's go buy a new 97 Oldsmobile Aurora Indy Pace car. Who had that conversation? Nobody did. What they did is they peeled the decals off and they sold a white Oldsmobile Aurora to someone. <laughs> I mean, these things are, man, they're terrible. They're, they're garbage. Well, I they weren't even really. I mean, it's it was a four-design car. I mean, I will give it that. I mean, it was, it's, it's real future 1990s. But uh, okay, I'll give you that. But it's it's not a very attractive car. It's definitely not a sexy car. I mean, it's got the sex appeal of a turnip. <laughs> that's, that's an accurate statement, actually. All right, so I, without a shadow of a doubt, I think we both agree, turning in our number three spot is the 97 Oldsmobile Aurora. 
All right, next up. So that brings us to our number two spot. And this one hurts because it is an older car, and you know me, I love old cars. But it, it's terrible. Number two spot. Is and it's a, odd. It, it is odd, too. A 1962 Studebaker Lark. See, this is the thing you got to understand about. A Lark. A Studebaker Lark. This was a compact car, and it was a little convertible, and it was it's cute. That's think, the best. Think Geo Metro of the 60s. <laughs> it's cute. They made a convertible one of those, too. But, I mean, the thing you got to think about, it's cute. It's a... This it's, thing kind of looks like a Plymouth Fury meets an old Mercedes and got real small. No, it's just, it's a small compact car. I mean, it kind of puts you in mind of a Metropolitan a little bit. It kind of puts you in mind of some early, like an early Valiant. But it's a, uh, it's a real small, it's a real compact car, but I'll be honest with you, it was an economy car. Yeah. And it's it's just, you know I mean? I can see where one make a cool hot rod. I mean, I think it would be neat, you know, I customized. Think, I think you'd have to do a lot of work. And this is coming from a man with a 77 Oldsmobile Delta 88. Yeah, but you know what? At least mine have 403 under the hood. What does this thing have, like a 103? <laughs> I mean, this thing's... inline six. Yeah, inline six. So, yeah, I'm, I'm not far off, I assure you. I mean, this thing's terrible, dude. It's not horrible. It, at least it was a four-speed. I mean, I'll give it that. But, well, it's only because it didn't come with automatic. But, you know... <laughs> But, I mean, the thing about the little cars, I mean, it's a cute little car, but in 1962, there are so many better things you could have done. How about a 62 Corvette? Yeah. How, how about, about how a 62 about, anything? How about a 62 Impala? How about a 62 Chrysler? You know, like a big Imperial or something huge. You know what I mean? Th- that would be awesome. But no. That's when, well, that's when your C-Class cars, your 300 cars were out. I mean, yeah. that would have been yeah. awesome. Yeah, a Chrysler 300 at that time would have been amazing, actually. But I think, you know, if you Google this thing, oh, side note, who drove it? Who? Becca James. have no idea who it is, but Becca James drove it. So, <laughs> coming in at our new, number two spot, I think is, you know, without question, the uh, 1962 Studebaker Lark. And I think the name alone, I think the name alone gives it. All right, guys, and coming in at our number one spot, and I think you and I very well agree on this. We got, okay, how many strikes does the car need against it? One, it's a Oswald Two, it's a four-door. One, it's a sport utility. And I want to tell you something. It's a rebranded piece of crap from GM. Yeah, a 2001 Oldsmobile Bravada. Pace car. Yeah, that's... Or Pace SUV. Yeah, that's something to get... A Pace soccer mom, sports utility vehicle. That's something to get exciting about. They lettered it and put a set of mags on it. The end. I mean, honestly, and what's funny is you look at the mags on it, and it kind of looks like the Trailblazer SS mags that they came out with later in the 2000s. A little bit. A little bit. (laughs) And the other thing that's crazy about it is they used this Oldsmobile for a pace car. You know, an Oldsmobile got canned in 2004. It was the last year for Oldsmobile. Thank God, because they ruined some vehicles. I mean, this thing's atrocious looking, dude. You know, maroon. It honestly looks like a fire truck the way it's striped up. It really does. It really does. A volunteer fire department. (laughs) It's it's a volunteer fire department on mags leading the Indy 500. Great I mean, job, Oldsmobile. But so I mean, so you got a, a V6 or an inline set or V6, V6 probably yeah. this one. Yep. You know, front, a V6. Well, I don't know. Well, it could have been part rear wheel drive, but I mean, but it's just you know a trailblazer basically. It's all it is. Yep. And you had that pacing America's race. Yeah. Great that stuff. Blows my mind, guys. I tell you, I mean, this top ten list is crazy. Some of the cars through the years, and I would have thought 
the Delta 88 would have made it. It kind of broke my heart a little bit. <laughs> All right, man. I love giving you a hard time, Odd Rod. All right. Well, until next time, we got to let all these fine people go, and hopefully they'll go out there and research their own favorite Indy Pace car and let us know what it is. I tell you what, hit us up on Facebook, Hot Rods and Happy Hour, and let us know what you think. Tell us about some of your favorite Indy Pace cars. All right, guys. You've been listening to Hot Rods and Happy Hour. Right, right here on 106.3 WORD. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.